0: Amen. Good morning. Y'all awake? Yes, we have we have people in here. I want them to know we have people in here. So it is good to see everybody. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, just when you don't think 2020 could not get any crazier. Tech goes and blows that lead to Texas. Uh, hey, hey, oh, now you speak up, right? Yes, uh, This a tough crowd. All right, as you know, this is uh, the second of our two soft openings, and so we have some folks here, and next week we're going to uh, be open, so we're excited about that, but we wanted to make sure that everyone knew what the procedures were, and we knew. Uh, No, when we made that communion video that really helped people so we decided to do a little video about what it's going to look like when you come if you haven't been here and we wanted uh, to be very thorough and very good so we hired some of the best actors in in the business for this video so if we'd show that video please All right, back to church. Yes! This is awesome. Can't wait, dude. Hey, did they tell you where we needed to park? Uh, Yeah, Cardinal Direction, I believe it was. Cardinal Direction? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that is what that? it is? Cardinal? No, that, that, uh, I think where? North Parking. Yes. North just, see, Parking. Cardinal Direction. It was north. Oh. Facing, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Me neither. But I'm excited. Me too, too dude. That's right. Church, can't finally. Wait. Man, it took this pastor forever. Huh. Boy, I know it. I'm glad. Let's yeah. go. Let's, Let's do go. it. Let's go worship. Oh, wait. Do you, do you have your mask? I got mine. Yeah, it's, been, it's been so long. I look so stupid in that. I'll be fine. Trust me. All right. fine. You sure? Yeah. But, all right. All right. All right yeah. Yeah. Let's go. I think we'll be all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here we go. It's Here we go. Oh, that's no. right. I'll try it. We got to go in through the sanctuary door. Sanctuary. Side doors. All right. Side doors. Okay. Let's get it. Show me your ways, Lord, and teach me your paths. Psalms 25, 4. Please social distance. So I'm guessing that the way to the Lord is through social distancing. Social distance? Is that like the cardinal direction? direction. Yeah, here, yeah. Social distance, up here. go, go. Every step I oh, take, I take. Hello, welcome hello, to hello! 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 We're excited! Are We're, We're, great. We're excited! We're so happy to have you, but I do need you to have both have masks. On. I told you! I told you! No, I told you! Look, I got mine! You said you would I'll look ridiculous. Get, I'll get something. Alright. We'll wait for you, Jim. Waiting on the old Jim. Hey, this is all I could find. Look at this. It's a mask. It's fancy fancy. I'm a, I'll give you that. Well, that's not exactly what we were looking for. Oh. So since you don't have a mask, we do have one for you. I, technically I had a mask, but I will wear this one. Okay, looks right, good. Now, just one more thing. I need to take your temperature. Oh, yes, of course. Good to go? Sweet! Good to go. All right. Now, wait just a moment. Miss Ashley will direct you to your seats. Every step I take, I'm taking you. Welcome. Hi, you guys. How are you? All right. We're so glad that you're here with us this morning. Yes. Okay. So you guys know we've got a hand sanitizer station right here, so you can sanitize your hands as you come in. Yes. Got to get that hand sanitizer before I give me some donuts and coffee. Well, we actually do not have the refreshments. Oh. Just for safety reasons. I guess I could lay off the donuts <laughs> a little bit. All right. Yeah. But <laughs> we do have communion. Oh, oh that's even more filling. That's better. That's right. You can fill yourself. So here we are. We're going to give you each a communion Holiday. right there. So when we do the elements, you'll be able to take those. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Awesome. awesome. All right. Let's go. All right, here's our yes. spot. This is it. This is our Victoria right here. Woo! Right here. Yes. Oh, man, we got breathing room. Oh, yes. Leg room. Oh, relaxation. Okay, actually, guys, uh, oh. um, we are going to actually escort you to a row so that we make sure that we can accommodate everybody. Oh, okay. oh. oh my okay? Fault. And since my fault. I was following him. Since you guys are just a party of two, we're gonna lead you right over here. You can follow me. Get, this is like one of those fancy restaurants. It sure is. All right. Now, since y'all are together, you can sit here in a row of three. Beautiful. Right. Yes. Are all comfortable? Let's get my in the front row. That's right, Get my worship on. Yeah. Praise yeah. Jesus. Yes. Yes. Where well, I don't, I, don't know. I don't know where anybody is. This is odd. Yeah, no one's here, they said the church was open, I figured let's come running, Nobody right? else is excited? I guess not. I don't what? know. Mm. Well, guys. Yes? You're, yes? You're a little early. Oh. It, like, it's, like 10 minutes? 20 minutes? It's Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. 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 I've been in quarantine too long. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my goodness. We've so, lost track today. So day? it's already over. Okay. Yeah. It's hadn't really started. <laughs> That's too bad. That's the best sermon I've heard here. <laughs> <laughs> man, that was a good one. Be uh-huh. sure to come on Sunday between 9.45 and 10. So we can get everyone's temperature checked and get everybody seated before service starts. So between 9.45 and 10. 9.45 and awesome. 10. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know what? I can't stop thinking about donuts, man. Let's and get out of here. And now we know what to do. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Stop. <laughs> All right. What now, what happened now? <laughs> <laughs> we, we will actually, the ushers are going to escort you out just like we escorted you in, so that each one will be safely dismissed. Okay. They don't even do that at offensive. They sure don't. That's uh, all, yes. we're, we're getting spoiled here. Right. So if you will follow us. Absolutely. We will take you. Up. Thank you. I can't believe it's Thursday. I don't know oh no, gosh! We encourage you to give online, but if you've got something that you would like to put in the basket, it's right here. We want. Oh, actual in-person yes. give. Mm-hmm. Well, ah, uh, what the heck? Right. You Thank go. you very much. Thank yes. you very much. look forward to seeing See you Sunday. Sunday. See you guys Sunday. Later. Oh, wait, I forgot something. Oh. Huh. Okay. I'm ready. Dang mask again, Jim. It's starting to grow on me. Yeah, you've been in quarantine way too long. Way too long. All right. So that gives you some idea what you can expect when you come next week. So, All right, well, let's get to the sermon. Um, it's out of Luke, chapter 7, beginning verse 36. Listen for the word of the Lord. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave their debts, both of them. Now, which one of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house, you did not give me any water for my feet, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I pray that you would guide the words of my heart uh, the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, that each one here and each one listening online uh, would receive the message through your Holy Spirit that you have for us today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, now I needed to cut to the chase. We had a lot going on today. So, when we see in this story, we have two primary figures we have a religious man, and we have a woman with a thankful heart. Or we might say, for later purposes in the sermon, a Jesus follower. And it's important, this scripture, as I went through it, is very important for us in our culture today. Uh, because if we look, the organizational, the bureaucratical church, the, the, the mainstream Protestant denominations ha, are, are not doing so well. In other words, they're not producing fruit. And Jesus tells us what happens when an individual or a body does not uh, produce spiritual fruit. He either lays them aside or he does some pruning. But we live in a time where it's no longer, there was a time where, where social status, social pressure would send you to church. Not now. People aren't going to come to church just because they should, or maybe it's going to help their business. You know, those days of kind of impressing people uh, with your church status are over. Well, I mean, I guess kind of. It depends. It shifts. I had this realtor a couple years back. Um, It kind of shifts from the first churches downtown to now the the in-church right? Everybody's going to whatever the in-church is. I had this realtor, I told her I was a pastor when we were looking for a house when we were having a move, and she said, uh, she asked me where I was a pastor, and we went back and forth, and I asked her, I said, well, where do you go to church? And she said, somebody very proud, very proud of, I don't know who his name is, but she thought I would know him. I go to so-and-so's church, and she was very disappointed when I said, I have no idea who that is. But we, we still see some kind of, social, uh, kind of um, um, social status, if you will, but not what it used to be. We've talked about this as a staff. In our culture today, a church has to be about the gospel. It has to be about transformation. It has to be about healing. We have to be authentic and that's why this scripture is so important because in it we see that we have two people. We have a religious person and we have a Jesus follower. What I would call a Jesus follower. You know, Jesus tells him, he said, I came in and you didn't give me this show me the basic basic etiquette of giving me a kiss of washing my feet, of pouring oil on my head, refreshing me. That's basic etiquette at that time. He said, you haven't even done that. You neglected that. And she has poured, wiped her, my feet with her hair, dried it with her hair, well, her tears, have put, she has not stopped kissing. She, see the difference, the primary difference here between the religious man and this woman is that he was all about religion and social status Who she was, right? If Jesus, if he was a prophet, he would know what kind of woman she was. Jesus knew what kind of woman she was. Jesus knew what kind of person the Pharisee was. And so we have this religious man that is about uh, appearance, about spectacle, about hierarchy, about social status, reputation. And then we have this woman who is just all about... Jesus. It's all about Jesus. She wasn't even invited. She just saw him in there and she came in and she poured her heart out there because she realized, maybe I don't know how much she knew, but she knew somewhere deep within her spirit that Jesus was the one that could heal her, whatever healing she needed. And she was all about Jesus what i'm saying is as we go forward in our culture especially coming out of this pandemic that we the church religious people aren't going to cut it people aren't going to buy into that anymore we need as a church to make sure we are jesus followers that we are all about Jesus, because that's the only thing that when they see an authentic love for God and for Jesus and for one another, then people are going to understand it. But they're not going to just buy into a false religion. It's got to be authentic. It's got to be about transformation. It's got to be about healing. Uh, Josh talking, giving a little testimony about how the Lord loved him. when he was addicted to drugs, when he was wild. we could Many of us could have some kind of story about that, that the Lord healed us, he transformed us in many different ways. And that's what we're going to have to share and it's going to have to be authentic. We have to be Jesus followers. God doesn't need or want any more religious people. But we got to be Jesus followers. In, in other words, we have to be true disciples. And one of the problems we have uh, is that we don't really de- define what a disciple is. And we make up all these different things. We say, let's make disciples. And we don't really know what it looks like. My definition for disciple is you have entered in to a committed relationship with Jesus Christ. Not you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do. You have entered in to a committed relationship with Jesus Christ, and then you live that out. It's on the job training. When I got married, some of you know my testimony. I got married. I don't. Oh, you all know me well enough. I can. Tell, I eloped to Las Vegas with my wife after knowing her for two months. And I grew up in a divorced family. My dad lived in Indiana. I moved around with my mom. I I was standing there in in Las Vegas. There is a video that I'll show when you get to know me much better. Um, And I'm standing there and I look at that stupid young kid. I was like, you have no, I, I wanna say, you have no idea what it is to be a husband. You have no idea what it is to eventually be a father. What are you doing? Well, none of us do. Maybe some of us have better examples than others, but none of us do. You know how I learned to become a husband? By being a husband. Trial and error. My wife would say more error. Right? Next year, that quickie wedding in Las Vegas because God has been the central point of our, uh, from the beginning, from our relationship. Next year will be 30 years, four kids, and four grandkids. Right? But I had no idea what I was doing when I started. That's what it is when we were a disciple. You know, I tell people, you don't have to change anything to be a follower of Christ. Now be prepared, you might wanna change some things as it goes along, but you don't have to change anything. You just enter into that relationship and let the relationship, the Holy Spirit in Jesus, transform your heart and change you and make you into a disciple. All we gotta do is, the, the main characteristics we get from this scripture about what it is to be a disciple in a committed relationship, you gotta be thankful and faithful. Thankful and faithful. This woman was pouring out her heart. And that's the thing. Do we realize what God has done for you? Can you answer this question? What, how has God and Jesus Christ made a difference in your life? You have to be able to answer that question. We have to be ready to give an account why are we in a relationship with Jesus Christ? Why are we th- be thankful? Because he has saved us. He has healed us. He has reconciled us to a pure and holy God. And we have to believe that in our heart and know that because people are gonna see right through the religious answer, the religious response. And we have to be, have a faithful heart. That's it, we just have to be faithful. We don't have to understand everything or figure everything out. We're not going to, and we're gonna make mistakes just like in a marriage. There's going to be hard times, there's going to be good times, but you'd stick with it. You're faithful. That's our relationship with Jesus Christ. We see that in the disciples. Right? Sometimes, Jesus was questioned all the time. His legitimacy, right? By the Pharisees, if this guy was a prophet, and they were always trying to trick him and catch him. So he was always being questioned, yet his disciples stayed faithful. So they stayed faithful in the cynicism of the world, but they also stayed faithful when they didn't really understand what was going on, which was a lot, right? When he began to talk about his death and resurrection, no, 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 that's not gonna happen. I wanted Jesus to say, you mean you don't want me to go to the cross to save the world? Because he wasn't thinking that. He didn't know. And so when they didn't understand, my favorite one is in John chapter 6, Jesus is talking about the Lord's Supper. They don't know that. He's talking about communion, but he's just out of the blue before anything happens, really. He starts talking to his disciples, the broader group, about eating the flesh, eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And it says a lot of people started to leave. Kind of understandable, right? Except Peter was asked. He said, you going to go too? And I read this. This is how I see Peter. I "I don't understand what you're saying either, but where else am I going to go? You are the Messiah. To be faithful. And even to be faithful in our own failures, right? Peter could have quit after... His failure of denying, but even in the midst of his failures and his mistakes, he stayed faithful. And that's what we got to do. That's what a disciple is. That's what a Jesus follower is. Someone that knows deep in their heart what God has done for them in Jesus Christ. That they've been healed, that they've been reconciled. Not that we're made perfect, but boy, we're better than we used to be. And I'm I'm not yet uh, what I'm going to be. And thank God I'm not what I used to be. But that's what it is. We're in a constant uh, stage of growth as a disciple. But we got to stay faithful and we got to stay thankful. So you're going to have to ask, this is a little reflection for you and for you. Ask yourself, have I been conducting my relationship with God or or my relationship with the church as more of a religious person or a Jesus follower? Jesus doesn't need any more religious people, he needs a lot more Jesus followers. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Lord, I pray that each one of us, you would put deep within us as we uh, come to communion this morning, the message of the broken bread is your broken body. The the message of the cup is your shed blood. That you gave your life. May the truth of this statement be drilled deep within our spirits. That you gave your life that we might have life abundantly and eternally. Lord, make that statement real to us, that we might live a life of thanksgiving and faithfulness as followers of Christ. In his holy name we pray, amen.